brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. The fix is in. The sports fix. Sports Fix listeners, don't wait all day or all week to get in on the fun. The party doesn't stop when we go off the air all week long. The Sports Fix social media sites are your one-stop shop for all things Cleveland sports. Jump over to Facebook.com slash The Sports Fix. Facebook.com slash The Sports Fix and become a fan today because we love fans and they create some of the best sports talk in town, Daddy. You'll enjoy talking to your fellow Cleveland sports fans on The Sports Fix fan page. And if Twitter's your thing, well, you know how we do it. Tweet with us at the Sports Fix CLE. It's that simple. Twitter.com slash the Sports Fix CLE, baby. Chat live with the crew during all your favorite Cleveland sports events, tickets and contests and trivia and so much more. Get with us today, the Sports Fix on social media. Facebook.com slash the Sports Fix. Tweet with us at the Sports Fix CLE. Join, Join the, the Sports, sports fix, fix on Facebook and Twitter today. today. This is Greg Pruitt, formerly of the Cleveland Browns, and you're listening to The Sports Fix. Live in Ohio, it's time to get your fix. The Sports Fix. Welcome in, everybody. We are live. It is Friday, the final... Man, another Friday, another week, blown by. Here we go. Man, we're already halfway through the... uh, through the month of April here, pretty much. Yeah, a little bit short of halfway, but close enough. Let me fly with that one, man. But, man, time flies when you're having fun, and that is indeed what we do here on the Sports Fix. Welcome in, everybody. Today, I'm going to be straight up with you. Today, if I was a starting pitcher in Major League Baseball, today would be considered a five and fly. We are, we've we definitely got a shorter, more compact version of the show, and today I actually mean that, I think. I think, anyways. That's the plan. Uh, but... Uh, a little bit of a change of plans here last minute. A lot of things moved around. Jonathan Knight not going to be with us today. So we'll, we're going to shorten things up today, get you headed to your weekend a little bit earlier. And so a compact edition of the Sports Fix. A lot of things crammed into a small package. That's okay. Need That's the okay. say good things come in small packages as soon as I turn things off there. Welcome in. J-Rock with you. And the fun has just begun here on the Sports Fix. Welcome in. Those of you listening live on the sportsfix.net. Of course, the blast location of everything. Listening on TuneIn, their TuneIn radio application worldwide on Spreaker and Mixler. And hello to my Mixler chat room posse as well. Everybody listening on delay on iHeartRadio, 24 hours a day on 
iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, all of the different platforms. And uh, by the way, hey, uh, a couple of updates. I almost uh, posted this on the Facebook page yesterday just to get a chuckle out of some of the sports fix, the uh, the Mixler sports fix posse there. Uh, got an email because Mixler, you guys have probably heard uh, occasionally I've had to address the fact that it's a small uh, it's a small service. I mean, they're good. Hey, listen, Mixler start like that was initially the uh, the software that kind of got this thing rolling. But very quickly, we proceeded past that. And, and that's fine. That's the, the evolution of this. But it stayed around. And, and we've got a group of people that still uses that to listen to the show. And that actually keeps growing. It's a great little. I mean, hey, I'm, I'm all for any place that people can find the show, listen to the show. And it has an interactive chat room. But anyways, there's been a lot. People are always like, oh, man, I have this problem with Mixler. I have that problem. I'm like, well, that's why there's. 10 other places to listen to the show and some of them are better than others. So here's what I recommend, but got an email from them yesterday with 8,000 things listed on it that they fixed. So for those of you guys, let me know, keep me up to date over the next, you know, just kind of watch it over the next week or so. And just tell me if you guys are having less problems, more problems, because pretty much everything that you guys have addressed to me over the last since we've been there, every every little problem it, that was on the list of things that they fixed. They have apparently really overhauled a lot of things. There were problems with, and I'm sure you guys can understand, every different uh, phone, every different mobile device, every different computer, every different everything. Uh, was It was hard for things to transfer over. We had pro- some Android users had trouble. Sometimes the iOS, the a- Apple phone users would have trouble. So apparently they fixed a lot of that compatibility. And uh, should be a lot less problems for people. So just do me a favor, guys, in the Mixler that listen there, uh, keep track of that. And if you guys still have trouble, let me know. Because I'm curious, because I got this email and I go, well, it's easy to say it. Let's see if this stuff really works out in reality there. And uh, so anyways, you guys, keep an eye on that for me, all of you. Welcome in, you guys. As I said, the sports fix. Let's get this bad boy going by telling you how you can be a part of the show. Because that is the most important thing. 216 Five three nine seven five three five is the number to call. You can call live or you can call twenty four hours a, a day because we're here, baby. That's how we do this. Two one six five three nine seven five three five or. You can hit us up on Facebook, our social media, blowing up over 25,000 followers. Facebook.com slash The Sports Fix or tweet with us at The Sports Fix CLE and we'll talk to you and we'll read. Yes, we'll talk to you. We'll read the best ones on the air and all of that. You can email us always, The Sports Fix at AOL.com, always to stay in touch with the show, you guys. So. Do what you got to do, baby, and don't forget, the sportsfix.net is the home pad, the launching base of all of this, and it's where you'll also find replays of the show as well as through whatever platform you listen to, guys. And those platforms keep growing. I tell you guys, man, I'll I'll uh, I'll talk to you more about that, but every time I turn around, there's a couple of more places that people can go and enjoy the Sports Fix, both live and on delay, and that's awesome. And as I say it all the time, that's a tribute to you guys as much as it is to the show because you guys push that thing, you guys, this thing. Let's talk about that thing, talking about it in the third person. But you guys do. You guys are the ones that tell somebody, hey, this is this is a good deal. I like what J Rock's got going on. Hey, listen, I'm I'm just repeating what I hear. But uh, that's what gets this thing going out there. So thanks to you guys, and, and we keep popping up all over the place, man. And and as I said, as we get closer to one, one the anniversaries coming up next month, we're gonna have some fun here in the month of May. You know what? I want to start this show. Actually, 
Before we even get into anything else, I'm going to talk Tribe here in a little bit. Danny Salazar, man, he just, once again, shows you what makes you salivate about that kid, but also what needs to be worked on. We're going to talk Tribe here in a little bit. Cavaliers, get you ready for them. Monsters, man, bad break for them last night as they just now put themselves even more against the eight ball. Uh, They're sitting like the Cavs were now. They're in that uh, win, need help, and might need a miracle stage at this point. We'll talk about all of that. Uh, The Browns, the latest with Alex Mack. I do want to start in the NFL, but I don't want to start with the Browns. And I want to talk, and this is as much about the story as it is about the reporting of the story. I don't know how many of you have caught up on the news yet this morning. Uh, but yesterday, breaking pretty much within a few hours of us going off the live off the live show yesterday, actually may not even been that long. It was relatively soon after we went off the air that I saw it because I, I was I was I caught it like right away and said, "Man, did I miss this? No, this is just coming out." Colin Kaepernick, quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. Man, what a twenty four hours for him and and the NFL. Regardless of the 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 depth of this story NFL can't be happy about some of the details that came out of this, but I'm going to talk about this from less from the uh, Diddy or Didney or what I'm not looking at that perspective as much as the way this story went out. Let's start with the way this came out because since, since the story began, which I'm going to get to the initial story here in a second, the narrative has changed and it just shows how dangerous the media is and how careful you have to be. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. I mean, the power of of the media is great and dangerous at the same time. And I think we we saw maybe an example of this here. Um, although at the end of the day, even if you believe that this is a way uh, different story than it appears. Uh, what your mom always tell you, you don't put yourself in situations where things like this can happen. But basically yesterday afternoon, stories begin to break that the police in Florida, in Miami, have been investigating a sexual assault Incident, which was the way it was initially put. Wait until I read this list of these headlines from yesterday. I've got them all lined up in order. You can hear the evolution. But uh, an incident report filed with Miami police uh, that apparently uh, two members of the 49ers, Kaepernick and wide receiver Quentin Patton, and Seattle Seahawks wide receiver Ricardo Lockett, uh, April 1st at a hotel in Miami, apparently with a woman who was a, a female acquaintance of Colin Kaepernick, and according to all reports of the stories, it's somebody that has had a relationship, and I believe a physical relationship with Colin Kaepernick previous to this, and according to the story, the initial story that broke, and the initial headline, uh, and this is when I get into the media side of it, but the initial headline, Colin Kaepernick investigated for sexual assault, that's the first headline that basically comes out there and hits everywhere, and uh, the uh, the long and short of the story is that apparently the three men and this woman were in a hotel room and uh, smoking marijuana, which was put in the details by the police. They were smoking weed. They were hanging out, drinking, uh, doing that, doing whatever it is that they were doing. Apparently, uh, some fooling around with Kaepernick and the woman. And then this is where the story gets a little bit uh, hazy because there's no details to fill in the gaps. Apparently. Kaepernick and the woman are fooling around in the bedroom while the other guys are outside of the room. Then Kaepernick leaves the room. Supposedly there's some some peeking into the room going on. And then next thing, the story jumps to the next day. 
and the woman is woke wake up wakes up in the hospital and apparently we this is where the story has changed because now the police have come come clearly out and made it very clear that this is not an investigation of a sexual assault. And so I want to stop right there with the story and talk about the headlines because listen to just listen here. And I'll just use, uh, I'll use pro football talk here uh, as, as well, because they archive all of their headlines here. And you can look as this story breaks yesterday and uh, you know, the first headline, as I just said, report Colin Kaepernick investigated for alleged sexual assault uh, other players involved in the Kaepernick assault investigation incident report in Kaepernick case. It continues to go on Seahawks monitoring situation with receiver and Colin Kaepernick. Then it starts to totally shift the narrative uh, to where Miami police call initial report on Kaepernick out of context and Kaepernick not accused of wrongdoing this morning. Uh, he came out with his own statement against it. Uh, he said the charges made in the initial TMZ story that broke. And let me start right there. That's one of the problems right there is that it, the source of where this story started is TMZ. Uh, although, hey, in all fairness, as 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 gossip rag as they are, they have occasionally gotten some things like this. So let you, you never look past it just because of where the source was, but you got to keep that in mind. Anyways, Kaepernick said the charges made in the TMZ story and the other stories that I've seen are completely wrong. They make up things about me that never happened. I take great pride in who I am, what I do, but I guess sometimes you have to deal with someone who just makes things up. I want to thank the people who have shared their encouraging sentiments. I assure you, your faith is not misplaced. Miami police have made a clear, blatant statement that Colin Kaepernick is in no way being investigated for a sexual assault and that that it would be wrong to clarify this as any kind of a sexual assault as far as and, and you know what TMZ is still they still have the headline at least you know I'm reading you these headlines from Pro Football Talk at least they changed the narrative on the story when it was staring them in the face that there was falsehoods or or false parts of this the way it was being presented TMZ on their front page has still got Kaepernick investigated for sexual assault. And in the report, they use the phrase that directly is refuted by what the police department says. They they state that it is clearly an investigation of a sex crime due to the fact that the case was revert, referred to the special victim's office, which handles sex crimes. So uh, they have not changed it yet on their site, yet the Miami police have come out directly and said that there is no there's no evidence of a, a crime or a sexual assault. This was simply an incident report taken at the woman's request. Now, they're... That that is in no way saying that there's nothing here in this story because there clearly is. I mean, the police do not get involved. Incident reports, hospitals. There's reasons these things happen. So I'm I'm a hundred percent positive there's stuff here that we don't know. But I'm also I'm also pretty positive that the the way the narrative has changed so quickly. And you guys know the media. The media will will jump on this thing quickly. So so for it to peter down and be changed like this it's it's 
obviously something that people realize needs to be done because people flew with an initial couple of details and ran with it and very quickly very quickly and i'm gonna i'm gonna be careful with this because we know nothing about how this case is going to finish out but but lives reputations i mean those things in a it, it is it takes one second to change and ruin and tear down what has taken years and years and years to build up. And I'm not just referring to this case in general, but anytime you hear something like this and that's, that's the thing. And so I give kudos to those who changed the narrative, but I give more kudos to those that didn't jump on it initially. Now, look, I get that a news outlet cannot ignore um, a story that's breaking everywhere. Cause then people are going to go, well, why am I hearing about this on, channel this and and channel that but not your channel so i understand that you've got to talk about it but just the way it's like i said the there is such a difference between even the phrase colin kaepernick investigated for incidents in miami and colin kaepernick investigated for sexual assault because that's a pretty pretty blatantly charging headline right there and uh, and and it's got all the the salacious tools. It's got all the things that you need to make a drawing headline. You know what I'm saying? It's got athletes. It's got you know celebrity. It's got the 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 overtures of sexual assault. It's got it's got drugs. It's got all the salaciousness that you need to get a couple of extra hits. On your website to get a couple of extra reports, you know what I mean? A couple of extra uh, nationwide people call you and get your your source on this and they start quoting your website. It just, I'll tell you, and the thing about it is, I just looked in the chat room too, Vashon is, is dead on his last comment with what I'm talking about is... There's certain things that cannot be unsaid, that cannot be undone. And even even if something like this blows away, and, and again, I'm being careful until the details come out to be specific about Colin Kaepernick. But just in general, it's very, very hard to shake the term sex offender, to shake the term rapist, to shake the thought. Because you know, the minute a headline like that comes out, the rest of the story gets ignored by a small percentage. There's going to be maybe that five or 10% of the people out there. And especially they're usually the ones that are loudest on social media. We talk about that. And I say how the, the small minority is able to have such a loud voice on social media. And I mean, very quickly, that's the kind of thing that 10 years, five years down in a guy's career, you know, even if something like that was completely proven false, the there's going to be those guys that go, hey, yeah, remember 2013? Remember that hotel in Miami? Yeah, they don't talk about that. It will always, the specter of it will always be there. Now, I want to flip to a different side of the narrative real quick before I finish with this, because regardless of the that aspect of it, whatever may have been involved when it comes to uh, the girlfriend and the, the athletes, Let's talk about how unhappy the NFL has to be about one of their star players, one of their rising young players being involved. Not let's let's take the 
initial reports out because the majority, like I said, five or 10% are going to go the wrong way. The majority of the 90, 95% of the public, if it's proven that it was a, a jump to judgment, that it was a false report, they'll let that part of it go. But the NFL cannot be happy at all that some of their athletes and one of their, you know, one of their guys that they put out front, one of the rising stars is involved in a story that says that they're in a hotel room smoking marijuana. And listen, that's, I don't even want to get into the the marijuana argument because we can do all of that. But I'm just talking about the way the rules are now and the way things are now. That definitely cannot make the NFL uh, happy at all. So I I think that that part of it it is also set to be addressed at some point here. Uh, I don't know how. And uh, I don't know exactly how, I don't know, because I don't know how that plays out. But I know that you would think that there could be potential consequences and repercussions there. And boom, in the chat room, dead point. This also comes out right around the time. (laughs) I'll tell you what, guys out there, if you're you're young and and you're just rising up, maybe you're in high school, college, listening, if you hear me now. Don't tell people you're about to get paid because this man just started talking about getting paid. He just started talking about uh, extending that contract, man, and then and then here they come out the woodwork. And I, I'm not I'm not insinuating that this story is true, false, or the otherwise. I'm just saying that uh, that's going to affect that too. There, right there, for sure. So look, all the things that get impacted. But I just I'm not even looking at the final. Uh, disposition. I'm just looking at the last 18 hours and the change in the story. Just just roll through the headlines and you look and you can just see it. You can almost pinpoint the minute that they started to realize that we were on the wrong side of this, that uh, we need to come back because we don't want to get accused of false reporting because that was Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers actually reported falsely so it'll be very interesting to see as more details in this come out because again i'm talking i guess in general terms here with most of this uh, the specifics to colin kaepernick in this situation still have to come out but i mean i don't know uh, how much more specific the miami police could have been when they came out and said that this is out of context and that Colin Kaepernick is not being investigated for any type of sexual assault. So there may be some things that come out of this story, uh, but it's, it's, it appears at least from, from where we're at now, it appears that it's not going to be anywhere near 
what the initial thoughts of this story were going to be. So uh, the 49ers being very coy, very to the vest right now, aware of the recent media reports and they're gathering the facts. And they also have to be very careful to to rush to judgment there too. But uh, that'll just show you. I think I'm just kind of really wanted to talk about that too to mainly uh, focus on it from the aspect of the media and how quickly, and now, you know what? I, I don't know if this stayed true. Cause you guys know I'm not the biggest fan of ESPN. So I don't, I don't, uh, I don't follow what they do all the time. I don't watch a ton of sports center or anything like that. Uh, but I mean, I, I prefer now that we've got options with Fox sports one. I don't have to watch a bunch of 50 something uh, teenagers, you know, coming up trying to compete with each other to come up with the newest term for a slam dunk. But yesterday I was a little bit surprised when the first stories broke. If you notice, it was a couple, I don't want to say a couple of hours, but it was at least an hour or more delay between when it broke on TMZ, when it broke on uh, pro football talk and some of those sites. And when the first uh, story popped up on ESPN site on their, on their headline ticker there on the side of their website. So, Clearly, they and I give them credit because as I was looking for the story at first, I only found it a few places and uh, and it did not pop up. And trust me, they are by no way uh, full of journalistic integrity over there at ESPN. But uh, apparently right away, I got the feeling that this story was going to soften because they slowed it down. And then their first report was a little bit less than uh, than what. But it was hey, you know. Uh, again, they're no, they're no, uh, they're not waving the flag of good journalism over there at ESPN. But I noticed it right there when they were slower to jump to the story, and uh, and now and now their headline literally says story completely wrong according to Kaepernick. They they have very quickly switched their narrative too. So um, the media is dangerous, and these things, and this is not just dangerous in a bad way. I don't mean necessarily malicious dangerous either. You know what I mean? Just in today's society, it's so fast. I mean, the minute a reporter says something, the minute a blogger says something, it has the ability, if it's got the right salacious content, it's got the ability to go viral at the snap of my finger, just like that. And it can it can change a lot of things. It can change people's lives. It can change uh, it can change a lot of things. So, and I thought this was just such a blaring, blaring example of it. And we'll see how the rest of these details come out. And then the NFL, too, will, you know, depending on how much of this is verified, will have to deal with if there's going to be repercussions of reports and, and police incidents of, of their players, you know, being accused of things that, regardless of your personal beliefs, they're not allowed to do as long as they, they are part of that league. So we'll see, because I know... You know, drinking and smoking marijuana in the apartment and in the bedroom with a girl and three athletes, definitely not the headline that the NFL wants to have, regardless of what happened inside the confines of that room. You know what? While we're talking about football, let me just go ahead and tag on here. Uh, I want to jump in a little bit before we go to the break. We'll extend this segment just a bit. Uh, The Browns, the Alex Mack situation, beginning to see some clarity, and I saw... I didn't even read the article, but I saw a headline by Terry Pluto this morning uh, that basically said that the the Browns gambled and won with the way that they approached this situation with Alex Mack, and I have to agree. I kept seeing stuff last night, 
uh, on people's Facebook and on our Facebook, and I saw so many people commenting about how this is the most ridiculous contract, and you just you let the guy walk. And I'm going to tell you now, I'm I'm telling you this. You might as well welcome Alex Mack back to the Browns because I don't think it'll. I think it'll take longer for the paper to get to the Browns than it will for the Browns to sign it because if this was the best. Uh, unmatchable contract that that agent could put together for Alex Mack. Alex Mack starting tomorrow should begin looking for new representation because I believe he was sold up the river, down the river, up the river, whichever way you want to go by his agent who clearly, clearly misrepresented and maybe misread the entire landscape out there for Alex Mack because you know, and I think the Browns played it exactly right because if you give him the franchise tag, then he can blame the lack of offers on the franchise tag. But in your negotiations leading up to this, they kept telling you, and when I say they, I mean Alex Mack's representation, how many people wanted him and how much he was worth on the open market. Ray Farmer did what your parents used to do when you used to say, I'd be so much better off if I lived by myself. Have any of you ever had that fight with your parents and they say go and they tell you to pack a bag and they for a couple of hours you sit here and think you might be getting kicked out of your house. You know, I'm I'm using a, a goofy example to get to the point of what I mean, but basically the Browns said here. Here, let me just make it clear, son. You're welcome to come back home at any time, and dinner will be waiting for you along with a check for almost $11 million. But go out there and look at the world, son. Go sow your royal oats, as they say in Coming to America, and then come back here and let us know just how the uh, adventure was. And very quickly, Alex Mack found out that this market was not there for what he wanted Clearly, his best offer was the initial offer that he got from the Cleveland Browns. And now, this here, you all I said it yesterday, guys. All the Jaguars did was save the Browns a couple of million dollars. And you say, well, how? It's five years, $42 million. Now, listen, it's five years, $42 million, 18 guaranteed over the first two. They already have budgeted $10.6 million to pay Alex Mack this year. They're already saving money. They already, in their heads, budgeted in case they franchised him again next year at 12 point whatever million dollars. So beyond that, different. But the majority, with, with that much of this contract guaranteed up front, and he's, look, his agents knew that this blew up in their face and that he was coming back to Cleveland. That's why the player option is there after two years so that the Browns basically are paying $18 million for two years to prove to Alex Mack that he should sign a more reasonable uh, uh, contract, renegotiate this thing after two years. And if not, he gets to walk. If he walks in two years, so be it. The Browns saved a few million over the tags they did pay $9 million to a center for two years during two years that they had a lot of extra money to spend. So I don't think, and I think if you get to the back end of the contract, then that's different because you're talking about different, smaller, guaranteed dollar amounts. And and I, I think it's highly likely, looking at what I'm hearing, that he walks after the first two years no matter what. Um, really, the best article I saw yesterday, or no, Monday, I don't, earlier this week, I saw the best way it was put was the only way 
that this was going to blow up on the Browns was if Jacksonville, what they had to do, which they failed to do, was put together a deal that did not work for either team. And it it's probably sounds weird to hear me say that, but you put together a deal that doesn't work for the Jaguars either. So that it's it's because you can't do the poison pill. You used to be able to put in a clause that says uh, you get an extra million dollar bonus every game if you play in the AFC North or something like that, which would obviously mean if you played for the Browns, it would be a, a $16 million bonus or some ridiculous thing that, that obviously can't happen. That's what those poison pill clauses were. Without that, I mean, this is not even difficult. Like, I'm actually shocked that they did not load way more money up front. And you know why they didn't? Because they knew the Browns were going to match it. And I, when I say they, I mean Jacksonville. They know that the Browns are matching 18 million over the first two years. I'm telling you, this is this is not even a discussion point in my brain for how the Browns are thinking about this. And I think it's a total fail on the part of Alex Mack's representation. And Alex Mack himself now has to look at that. And I, if I was him, if I was him, this would be going a long way towards me determining whether or not I wanted some different representation because this thing could have went a whole. You you ended up going around the block to end up back where you were at. And you gained nothing from the process except a little disappointment, a little disappointment that uh, that you were not as highly sought after as you thought you were, you know. And I don't mean that in a bad way. What I mean is the demands you had were not willing to be matched by too many teams. And and clearly, I, I Bruce yesterday pointed out in the chat room, twenty teams, I believe, was what the agent was saying. 20 different teams they called and talked to all of this interest around the league to take two visits and get one offer. You know what I'm saying? I think Colt McCoy took more visits in the offseason than that, man. Anyways, uh, we're going to take a break, guys. And look, I like Alex Mack. I want him back, and I don't think this is a prohibitive. I do. Look, man, you're, you're spending 18 over the first two years on a center. You already budgeted 22 for the next two years. In my opinion, you saved $4 million over the tags. Over the tags, man. And I'm telling you, people go, well, they could have they saved all this hassle if they gave him the franchise tag. Yeah, but then you've got a player who thinks he's being underpaid or undervalued. Now, you've got a player who might be pissed off that he didn't get the offers he wanted. And he might be pissed off at his agent because he thought it was going to be better. But he's not pissed at the Browns. If anything else, he can thank the Browns. He might not do it now, but the Browns allowed him to go out there and test the market when when they could have made it more difficult. And I think that they knew, they knew, they what? Here's what I mean by they knew. He, of course, Alex Mack is going to get offers, but they knew that the offer that they made when they flew to his house and they made that group offer to him for a long-term contract, they knew that he wasn't going to get that topped anywhere else. And here he went out there. He, he got a little bit more. little, And really all he got was more guaranteed up front because this isn't that far off of where the Browns were going with Mac anyway. So, uh, But there it is. And I think it was well played. I think it was well played by the Browns. And, and I expect fully, unless there's something hidden deep in this thing that we don't know about yet, you know, 
and I don't see how because it's pretty clear as day. I mean, the, the Browns are committing to those first two years. Alex Mack has the chance to stay. If he is, if he stays in the rest of that contract, it's not like all forty-two of this thing is guaranteed. Now you're under a regular contract with a few million guaranteed, and 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 I think the salaries in years three, four, and five are much more, much more reasonable. I mean, you're definitely down in the four, five million dollar a year range. So, you know, you're paying high for two years and keeping him low, or he walks in two years, and you paid for the time to find yourself another center. Because I do believe that you can find them. You can find them in the draft. And I'm not going to say you can find them easy, but you can find them. But you can't necessarily find them overnight. And I'd prefer to have a year or two to find one rather than be put up against the wall. Plus, it really was going to change the draft strategy of the Browns. We'll see. They got five days to match it once it's signed. But I'm telling you, I think even if he wins, even if if the Browns didn't match it, Alex Mack loses because he's going to Jacksonville. I mean, I'm sorry, man. So all the way around, it's a total fail for his representation, and he should seriously uh, take that into consideration the next time he's got to negotiate some contracts. We're going to take a break. When we come back, let's talk about the Tribe. They started off a series, These Ain't Last Year's White Sox. We saw that last night. But Danny Salazar picking right up where he left off. Well, for the most part. We'll talk tribe baseball when we come back here on the Sports Fix. When it comes to Cleveland sports, we go from I can't touch this to I can't watch this. So listen to the fix. It's easier on the eyes. Hey, guys, before we go to the break, I want to talk to you a little bit again about our good friends at Harry Buffalo North Olmstead. Of course, you know, during Brown season, we're there each and every week. What a fun time it was last year. But not just that, so many more reasons for you to check out the Harry Buffalo today. The UFC, the ultimate fighting championships, some of the hottest fights in the world today, each and every one of their huge events Harry Buffalo is one of the few places in Northeast Ohio you can go there and watch each and every UFC fight at the Harry Buffalo. And let me tell you, I've been there. The people are out the door. They are to the rafters. It is one of the craziest environments for some UFC fights. Wing Mondays, they've got great deals on wings and drinks. And every day of the week, there's a different special, a different deal. And don't forget the Bison Burger, the unbelievable. It is the combination of a fantastic burger and eating healthy combined into one unbelievable sandwich you have got to get a bison burger while you're there so whatever you're looking for whatever day of the week monday through friday saturday sundays there's something for you at the harry buffalo north olmstead just outside great northern mall check them out today harry buffalo join the herd hey everybody this is jerry the king lawler from wwe and you're listening to the sports fix Indians fans, GV Art and Design has unleashed their new baseball collection. This summer, you've got to have one of the hottest baseball shirts available. Indians themed GV Art has them covered from top to bottom. Chief Wahoo, keep the chief, one of the hottest sellers going today. GV Artwork, knocking it out of the park, teaming up with Michael Brantley to create a custom Dr. Smooth t-shirt. Bringing back an old classic GV Artwork, bringing out the wild thing. Give them the heater design. The Cleveland That I Glove collection continues to grow. New designs for women and so much more. 
GVArtwork.com, bringing it full force to the plate for baseball season this year. Whether you check them out online, GVArtwork.com, use the sales code FIX10, FIX10, to save 10% on your total purchase. Whether you go to their store in Lakewood, check them out at the Cleveland Indians, team shops around Progressive Field, and so much more. GV Art and Design. It's It's not just just a shirt. shirt. It's It's a same the Sports Fix is on iHeartRadio. Download the free iHeart app today. Subscribe to the show and get your fix. This is your boy 50 Cent, and I'm here with Scott. Hi there. Scott's a true family man, but he might not catch your attention right away, so I'm lending my voice. Now, what happened, Scott? Well, 50, I never thought it would be me. I was just your everyday middle-class working American. But then I lost my job and still had a family of four to feed. I was afraid. You know, I was expecting people to be judgmental about me needing help, but I didn't run into any of that. The food bank is about more than just meals. It's about encouraging and helping people when they need it most. Today, one in six Americans don't know where their next meal is coming from. Scott here could be your neighbor, your co-worker, your friend. He's just like you, and you probably don't even know he's struggling. But you can make a difference in Scott's life today. So visit feedingamerica.org slash hunger and find a local food bank to help. I'm Scott. And I'm 50 Cent. Together we are Feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. Whether it's an oil change or a new set of tires, Quick Lane at Valley Ford Truck has you covered for your automotive car care needs. They're your neighborhood quick service experts. They also offer a low price tire guarantee. Choose from 13 brands, and if you find the same tires at a lower price within 30 days, Quick Lane at Valley Ford will refund the difference. They're open late Monday through Thursday until 9 p.m. and open early Saturday so you can check it off your to-do list and get on with your day. They also have a newly remodeled service lounge and additional service bay just for Quick Lane oil changes. Quick Lane at Valley Ford Truck is located at 5715 Canal Road, right under the 480 Bridge in Valley View, just down the road from Independence. 5715 Canal Road, right under the 480 Bridge in Valley View, just down the road from Independence. Come see why life is better in the Quick Lane. Quicklane.com slash Valley Ford Truck. That's Quicklane.com slash Valley Ford Truck. Portions of the Sports Fix brought to you by GV Art and Design. Find all the hottest Cleveland sports gear online at gvartwork.com or at their brand new store on Detroit Avenue in Lakewood. You're listening to the Sports Fix. Welcome back to the Sports Fix Live here on the SportsFix.net. J-Rock back with you, and we are rocking and rolling, baby. The show rolls on. Man, that was a long first segment, but I don't know. Maybe I lied. Maybe this isn't going to be a five and fly. It needs to be, but uh, (laughs) I don't know what that first segment, man. But anyway, show rolls on. J-Rock back with you. 216-539-7535 if you want to give us a call. 216 Five three nine seven five three five Facebook.com slash the sports fix or tweet with us at the sports fix CLE. Feed the Frankenstein, baby, as we roll on with the sports fix. And last night, let me tell you, Danny Salazar, man, you know, it's uh the kid is so um 
it tantalizing because you just see what what could possibly lie uh, over the hill. But there's still a lot of, a lot of work to get there. But you know, last night. And, and and regardless, it's a game that the Indians didn't win. And I told you guys, listen, I still expect Chicago to finish th- third or fourth, somewhere in there. You know, I, I definitely expect them to finish near the bottom. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Bottom of the division, but I said in, when we were previewing things, I said, they're better than they were last year. And you know what, too, the White Sox have the tribe. They have a focus on the tribe this year. I mean, I don't necessarily mean that that helps you as far as, you know, too much, but the, the Indians are kind of a specific bullseye for the White Sox this year because of how badly they were rolled last year. I mean, you don't get 17 and two against another team. As a matter of fact, if the Indians if would have won last night, it would have it snapped fourteen in a row. It would have been their fifteenth consecutive victory against the White Sox, which would have been the second longest streak in the history of the of the Indians franchise against another team, which will show you how just how hard it is to even just win that many games against one team in a row. So, I mean, I said right off the bat this season, I said even if the Indians uh, play as well as they did last year, there's no way they roll a team 17 times like that again. And, I mean, even Detroit, people, I, I would get a kick out of it because people would talk about how Detroit dominated the uh, the Indians, but they didn't dominate the Tribe as much as the Tribe did the White Sox, you know. Um, and obviously it's two different sets of circumstances, but... The White Sox uh, took care of business last night. It's gonna and listen. I like that. I like. I always loved uh, the the competitiveness when the White Sox and the Indians are both cooking at the same time. I don't know, man. It's always been a juicy rivalry to me. There's always been personalities that you don't like over there, and 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 I don't know. There's always been some beef to the White Sox and the Tribe. I'm not saying it's the, the hugest rivalry, but uh, and plus, I just like to see competitiveness. I mean, when one team is just that one sided over another team, you know, it's like we talked about you know with the Browns and the Steelers for so many years. It takes the edge off of what did have you know some heat to it. You know what I mean? I mean, think back to the days. Uh, Oh yeah, a lot of lot of different stuff. But anyways, I want to talk about Salazar for a minute. Sets a uh, a record. I guess you could uh, dubious was the term I've seen some people use, but you know he sets the modern day record. I mean, he goes less than four innings yesterday, but strikes out ten batters. I mean, he was rolling through. What was it? Through three innings. 
was he at eight? Eight of his nine had come on strikeouts, and the it, it, every the first nine batters, everybody struck out or hit a home run. I mean, it was feast or famine. Uh, and at the end of the day, he ended up giving up six hits and five runs. And really, as 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 we were watching it last night, I mean, I was talking to my son, and a lot of times, you know, I'm trying to explain things, you know, intricacies of the game to him as we're watching stuff, and and he's you know, but he's he's 15. So he's just marveling at the strikeouts. He's like, man, Dad, Salazar struck out another one, you know? And uh, I leave the room. He's like, man, Dad, that's six in a row, you know? And I'm like, yeah, but look at his pitch count because that is the one, that's the one downside that comes with throwing the strikeouts, you know, is a lot of pitches are used. And you end up where you're at last night. I mean, before the fourth inning, and he's practically at 100 pitches, you know? And I mean, hey, even uh, we talked about uh, uh, Ubaldo last year and the evolution that he made. Remember, that was uh, one of the things that he had to get through before he became more effective down the stretch was throwing so many pitches, uh, even though they would be effective starts, throwing so many pitches that by the fifth and usually the fifth, but fifth, sixth inning or so there, uh, you can't continue with him, even if he's pitching dominantly because he's pitched so many. So that's the one, that's the, the kind of the downside that comes with a, with a heater like that, with a, with a strikeout pitcher, especially cause you know, it gets, it's, it's intoxicating to them too. You start whiffing guys, man. And it's like, you get on a roll, but you know, that does run up the pitch count. So that's one of the things that, a young guy is going to have to work with. You know what I mean? He's going to have to, you know, adapt and learn how to get out of that a little bit quicker. I mean, uh, Terry Francona said yesterday, he said, you know, uh, he was hot. I mean, obviously he had a lot of strikeouts, he said, but, you know, a lot of swings and misses, and he was up on pitches. There was a lot of deep counts. And here's the other thing is that while you're racking up those deep counts and those strikeouts, them seeing so many pitches, it's it's almost like going through the rotation a second or third time, but doing it the first or second time, if that makes sense, like what I'm saying there. You get more pitches, you see more of them, so then you're able to you know get those pitches, you're able to hit the home runs, you're able to time him up a little bit, and uh, that's one of the things that comes with that. You're almost giving uh, professional batters an extra uh, you know inning or two crammed into one of seeing your pitches and, and catching up to you there. But man, I mean, the, the flip side is the tantalizing you go, man, I mean, look at it. What was it uh, last year when he set the, uh, uh, the tribe record for first three starts, it was 21 innings. Uh, and he had the, uh, the strikeout mark and doggone it. I had it marked here before I came on the air and I can't find the exact number, uh, but he's on it. He's on the, the pace to it again here. He's he's on the pace to it again here. He's got 14, I believe it's 14 Ks through his. There it is. He struck out 22 last year in those first three starts. Uh, the only people with more was Herbie Score and Louis Tiant. But this year he's got 14 in his first two, and obviously you know 10 of them came yesterday. But uh, he's he's on pace. If he goes out there and strikes out eight guys in his next start, he'll match what he did last year. So clearly. The strikeout ability is there. That's what gets everybody so excited and tantalized about Danny Salazar and what he brings. Um, you just have to work on the 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 other parts, the actual pitching. I mean, but but man, 
allowing yourself to get away from that side for a minute. If you just want to have fun and look at it, you go, man, I cannot wait. I just see this, you know, but keep in mind, I mean, we've had, we've had this same situation before. I mean, you can just pretty much change the name Danny Salazar for Jared Wright. You know what I mean? So, um, it's all it's not just it's not just the the coaching it's not just the the direction it's not just what the player does it's the health i mean you have to get everything right and we have to we have to hope that you know he's able to uh, avoid injuries and keep himself healthy and continue to improve but you you just you look ahead here it's such a small sample size of what this kid has gone out here and done and you go man uh i just cannot wait to see more of it you know and uh so and then get you know what too, uh, getting away from Salazar and just looking at the game yesterday, looking at the uh, the Indians, not a lot to get into offensively. But as Drupal Cabrera and as Drupal Cabrera uh, has been really getting maligned over the first bit of the season by Indians fans, I mean he's had a slow start to the season, uh, hitting a buck was a buck sixty coming into the game yesterday or whatnot, and um, you know it's early season. I don't like looking at the numbers anyway. But uh, you know, as Drupal has looked like, he, you know, he he was getting frustrated a little bit, but he had a couple of good, good knocks on the ball yesterday, um, and moving around in the lineup too. Uh, Terry Francona, he realizes how important as Drupal Cabrera is going to be to this year. I, I'm telling you, I love my man, William Gunther. He sent us a message the other day and, and he was like, man, you got to bring, bring Lindor up now, get rid of Cabrera, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and most, you know, listen, I love William and some of his points are great, but a lot of people have that mindset. Like they think that, that we're wait right now. We we've already wasted time. We're wasting Francisco Lindor right now with, and I'm like, you're nuts. Listen, man, the kid's there. He's close. When he gets here, I think he's going to stick here, man. But, uh, you know, as Drupal Cabrera is huge to what these Indians are going to do this year. He's huge for a couple of ways. He's either huge because he's going to pick up where he should be. He's going to have a, a contract season and it's going to drive the Indians or, or perhaps he's huge because he's a part of a package that they put together to fix another need later on this season. Either way. I think as Drupal Cabrera, I said it in the in I I think I picked him as my positional MVP, the guy that I think needs to be the 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 biggest standout this year for the tribe to have the year they do, and that's as Drupal. And so it's good to see him get going. But with with him being moved around in the lineup, that's my my thing here. I think that that shows that Terry Francona knows how important it is to get Kadru, uh, as Kadru, <laughs> to get as Drew Cabrera going too. It, it's key, and that's why you're seeing him get moved around. I mean, he's he, batting leadoff, you know. But hey, you like what you see here uh, in a small sample size. Whatever it takes to get the guy going, I'm all for it. That's what the that's what the early part of the season is for. By the way, guys, you know, I mean, you, you have to. Use this time to get this is what this is for. The first quarter poll of the season is figuring out what you got, and the other three quarters is then figuring out how to use it and and win this thing. You know, at least that's the way I look at a season, you know. But as Drupal, he started things off with the double, uh, got things going. Kipness, hey, you know, a little, I guess you could say, a little cooler than usual when he heads home to Chicago. Only one for four yesterday. Kipnis, he lives, lives and breathes and dines. He owes a, he owes at least a few million of that uh, contract extension to the city of Chicago and the way he plays there. But uh, um, you know, early on, 
as Drupal got it going. And the game just changed too. I mean, he then he hits the home run and uh three to one lead, you're thinking, okay, this thing is uh things looking good. It looks like the tribe's just gonna roll the socks, but uh the socks did not roll over. Uh, and we know what happened from there. Next thing you know, Salazar's run out of the game, five runs on four hits in three and two thirds innings, ten strikeouts. Two walks, 93 pitches, 57 for strikes. And then they added a few, uh, tacked on a few insurance runs there. Abreu hurt the Indians yesterday, hit a uh, two-run home run, and his second one in four days. So he's warming up for the White Sox. And the Tribe is, they're in Chicago, man. They've got three more games here to come up. So you shake this one off. I thought this series was going to be a dogfight, though. I When we were talking yesterday with Mike, I was I was looking at these pitching matchups and said, I'm... I'm interested to see, and tonight's one of them. I want to see, uh, we got obviously Carlos, who's going to have a lot of heightened eyes on him to see what he does and how he bounces back from that initial uh, kickoff to the season, especially with uh, some of the other pitching that we've seen the second time through. Let's see what Carrasco does on the road here. And Chris Sale, uh, Mike Mike Brandenburg talked about him yesterday. I mean, that's a a lefty who, you know, he's a good pitcher, man. And he's, he started off well this season. 2-0, 1.76 ERA. He's going to go out there and and try to make it two in a row against the Indians here to start things off, and uh, it's going to be a tough one. Tonight's going to be a good one. I'm looking forward to that. 8-10 is the first pitch here tonight, and uh, a couple, you know, the, the rest of the weekend, too, it's going to be, and I think the matchups, too, I talked a little bit uh, yesterday when we were doing this. Uh, I like the matchups. I thought that the first two days uh, leaned a little more I don't want to say leaned towards the White Sox, but I thought that they, you know, obviously Thursday, Friday uh, of the matchups here, I thought those were going to be uh, a little bit uh, stronger in Chicago's uh, ability to do what they did last night uh, compared to this weekend. I, I like the I like the matchups, though. I like I want to see what they can do here uh, in Chicago early season. Uh, the one thing I will make note of, man, is that they have a lot of divisional games early. So while I don't I don't uh put a lot of stock into early season just regular season baseball games, I do put a little more into these just cuz they're division games and those add up at the end of the season. Those are the ones, you know, that's just a little different than than the uh than just an early season game, I guess if if you want to put it that way. So uh, you know, looking at it too, I was talking about the matchups here the rest of this weekend. You got uh, tomorrow, you got Felipe Polino. Uh, he got banged up a bit in his first start. You got Justin Masterson, and then you got Corey Kluber getting back out there as uh, he looks to have another quality start, make it two in a row. Jose Quintana, and I thought that one too is going to be that's a good Sunday afternoon pitching matchup right there. Both of those games are at 210 over the weekend. Uh, going to be interesting to see what the tribe can do here. Uh, last year they were 44 and 32 against the Central. That's what I mean when I say this. And this is a run here. This is this now makes 10 of the next 13 games coming up against the Central. So that's a big clump of your Central Division games right off the bat. So while you don't want to get caught up, and you want to always keep in mind that that it's a long season. What do we always say about it's a it's a sprint? It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. So. You keep that in mind, but with the big clump of divisional games, those do put just a little more to because those add up, man, and those are the games that are going to make the, this whole division, I think. I truly believe 
one through at least one through three is going to be separated by only a handful of games this year. So, hey, big four game here. It's fun. It's good. It's it's early season baseball, guys. You can never get too carried away with this stuff now, but you can see some tenants that things that'll carry on here. And we want to, you definitely want to compete in the central here early on. So Chicago tonight, game two of the four game series as the Indians take on the Chicago white Sox on the road here. A couple of good, good pitching matchups. As I said, you've got sale, you've got Carrasco. And then this weekend you got Masterson and Polino Kluber and Quintana, the white Sox, and the Indians doing battle in Chi Town. And as I found out yesterday, I am allowed to call them <laughs> I am allowed to call them the pale hose. So there we go. We'll see what happens. But a tough one yesterday, even though it comes with a silver lining in what we saw out of Danny Salazar. We'll see what the tribe can do tonight. Big weekend of baseball Monday. Dan Wismar from the Cleveland fan. He's gonna be with us. We'll talk about this tribe weekend. And we will talk about the excuse. <laughs> Behind the scenes problems there. We'll talk about the Indians with Dan Wismar and we'll talk about the Buckeyes too. Spring game as well. So looking forward to that. But a big three games here coming up with Chicago. As big as can be in April before people start throwing tomatoes at me. We'll talk about all of that on Monday uh, with Dan Wismar from the Cleveland Fan. I'm going to take a break. Hour, really? Hour one? I thought this was going to be a one-hour show. Five and fly. Apparently, I'm going to the bullpen. Actually, let's take a break. We'll get you some news. When we come back, we're going to set your stage for the weekend. Calves and monsters and wrap things up. Don't go anywhere. Still more Sports Fix to come. The Sports Fix, your choice for intelligent talk. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. That was great. Uh, intelligent talk. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It though. could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. These guys must be on the wrong station. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get them away. Hey, boo. Boo. The Sports Fix. As we head into this break, I just want to remind you the Sports Fix, proud to be partners with Quick Lane at Valley Ford Truck, 5715 Canal Road, just under the 480 Bridge in Valley View, Ohio. Bill Hershey and Bill Opelich, I tell you about them each and every day. They'll take care of you. Number one, huge Cleveland sports fans, but they're good people, hardworking people, trustworthy people. I don't just come on here. I tell you this all the time. I don't just come on here and talk about places and people that want to buy advertising on the show. I talk about people and products that I believe in, and Quick Lane at Valley Ford Ford truck is one of those places. Whether you've got a truck, car, van, commercial vehicle, big or small, it doesn't matter. They'll fix them all. They're the home of the low price tire guarantee. Find a matching set of tires cheaper anywhere else and they'll match the price guaranteed. No questions asked. No matter what it is, hey, and they understand in 2013 that there's transportation issues. People need to get to school, to work, to daycare. All those things need to get done and the car needs to get fixed and they'll figure out a way to make that happen for you. Check them out. Quicklane.com slash Valley truck and find out that life really is better in the quick lane it's an addiction the sports fix will be right back i'm tyler zeller from the cleveland cavaliers and you're listening to the sports fix 
Have you gotten your copy of Cleveland's Finest yet? Highlighting the best moments, players, and media members in Cleveland sports history? In-depth, personal interviews with some of the top names in Cleveland sports fill the pages of this incredible book. Cleveland's Finest by Vince McKee is this year's must-have book for every Cleveland sports fan. Available now at Amazon.com. Copy today. Sports Fix listeners, do you tweet? So do we. So tweet with us 24-7 at the Sports Fix CLE. Business owners and professionals, do you want to take your business, your product, your team, your event to the next level? You want to advertise right here with the Sports Fix. Our listeners are among the most loyal listeners, terrestrial or internet. The Sports Fix universe is not only the radio show, but tens of thousands of fans on Facebook and Twitter. Email me, Jerry Myers, the Sports Fix at AOL.com. That's the Sports Fix at AOL.com. And let me help you swing for the fences and hit it out of the park right here on the Sports Fix. Portions of the Sports Fix brought to you by Harry Buffalo. Harry Buffalo, join the herd. News break. Good morning, I'm Bob Picosi. The forecast calls for a 0% chance of precipitation today at Augusta National. Dan Davis is live at the Masters for ESPN Radio. Leader Bill Haas at 4-under has an afternoon tee time. Louis Oosthuizen part his first three holes, bogeyed the fourth. He's two back. Bubba Watson's playing his first hole now. Kevin Streelman with two early birdies moved within two, then gave one back in the ninth. It's sunny, breezy, just wonderful for spectators. The already slick greens could be really fast for late starters, including Bill Haas, Adam Scott, Jordan Spieth, and Rory McIlroy. From the Masters, I'm Dan Davis. And the Duke will be reporting live from Augusta through Sunday. Live second-round television coverage begins today at 3 p.m. Eastern Time on ESPN. The Pacers have only three games left. The Heat have four. Indiana, who leads Miami by a half game in the battle for the one seed in the NBA East, will visit the Heat tonight. The two teams are even in the loss column. Houston Texans running back Arian Foster, who missed the final eight games last season after undergoing back surgery, says he's fully healthy and Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Intends to participate in organized team activities beginning May 27th. What can make the beginning of a sweet season even sweeter? Our limited-time Honey Ginger Kick Sauce at Buffalo Wild Wings. It's packed with pure honey sweetness and a signature ginger bite. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings. Beer. Sports. You're listening to The Sports Fix.
Welcome back to the Sports Fix Live here on the SportsFix.net and on Spreaker and Mixler and TuneIn. Well, live on Spreaker and Mixler and TuneIn and on digital delay on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, and more. You know, Stitcher Radio, too. I told you guys I got the – I forgot when I got the – when I was talking about Mixler updates, too. Stitcher hit me up. Apparently, um, especially with the expansion of their their CarPlay now where people can uh, literally – I mean, and I'll tell you – Ahead of the curve is what this whole thing that we do is, but we're right on the cusp of where it's coming. I mean, and we've got people, by the way, uh, that have that car play through Stitcher Radio where they're able to literally, like how you're listening on your phone, on your device, on your computer, they can do it right through their car radio, which is incredible. At that point, the playing field is leveled. At that point, you don't need... You don't need a special device. You do need a special car radio. But uh, at that point, you can just click on the radio. I'll tell you, uh, I got one guy who told me, man, I pop you on every day on the drive home. I listen to the show. I'm like, get out. That's awesome, man. I'm like, that's uh, that's that car play from Stitcher. But Stitcher, too, also um, changing a lot of stuff there. And we've noticed a lot of increased uh, traffic. And in, in, uh, in the last few weeks, we've risen up highly on their ranking of shows there, too. So, um, I think a lot of these sites have begun to make it easier for people to discover the show, which is great for us. But uh, so hello to all of you guys who may be listening new on CarPlay and on Stitcher Radio. That's pretty cool, man. I mean, just to watch technology change and I mean, to be like right on the, the cusp of it right here. Uh, we, we knew what we was doing. We was thinking ahead of this thing here, you know, but I will tell you the downside, the flip side to that is you are ahead still. You have to keep that in mind. You have to be able to tread water and last long enough in the current world to get to where things are going. So it's a it's a weird transition. The thing to me is I think that the radio side of this transition is much, much closer. It's actually happening now. The TV side is starting. With Netflix really got that started. I mean, the next five years or so, just in general, radio and television, as far as digital technology, uh, I truly believe that we're on the cusp of a world that is no longer held hostage by radio dials, by television dials, by anything. And that's not in reference to our show. That's just in the world. I think that we've already hit it. I mean, how many people choose to watch? You know what? I, I pay for Hulu Plus every month. So that I, it's it's basically, I use it as a DVR. All the shows that are on that I like to watch that are on there, I don't have to watch them live. I can go on. And with Hulu, hey, they're smart. They, they know how to put the, they embed the commercials so you cannot. So for the TV shows, it's actually better than DVR because you can't fast forward the commercials on the most recent broadcasts. You can on the older ones. But uh you know, I mean, between Hulu, between Netflix, between those various crackle, there's another one that's coming in. All of them, too, beginning to become a home for programs that couldn't get picked up. The good shows, I mean, they, they Netflix, uh, and I don't get into it, but uh, what was the Malcolm in the Middle? Or what was the several shows that have been saved by Netflix? But I'll be honest, I think Netflix is as big of a reason for a show like Breaking Bad. Uh, becoming what they did as anything else. I found it there. Do you know how many people the ability to sit down and super gorge on two or three seasons in a row of a TV show 
beaten is what hooks you to that show. That's what that's what made me a Breaking Bad fan. So many people told me to watch it, but I I was on the road or I was working and I never had the time to sit down and watch it and I didn't DVR it and I didn't you know, it was like that show that everybody told me about when it was on Netflix and you could watch the whole first two seasons in a row. I spent about a week and a half. Every time I was done working for the day, I'd watch another episode. Next thing you know, it was like crack for TV watchers. I was addicted, and I was looking for my next fix. Where? No pun intended with the fix. But I'm looking around going, when is this on? Oh, man, the next season can't come fast enough, and they had me. But that was because of Netflix. And my point is, radio, TV, all of it, the digital age is is right here. And very quickly, cable's going to die off. Satellites next. They're gonna, that's why satellite is trying to copy. They're they're putting it where you can watch on your your platforms. You can get your uh, Time Warner. You can get your Dish Network apps. You can watch them on your different iPads and stuff because they know the day of sitting in front of a TV at nine o'clock at night to watch a certain show is over. Nobody's got the time for that nowadays. Now people want to be able to. They want to watch it, but they want to watch it at their own time and their own schedule. Same thing here with us. And uh, at that point, the playing field is leveled. So that was a long way around. <laughs> I did not intend to go into that. But, hey, man, you never know what's going to come out of this mind here. We just roll with the punches on the sports fix. <laughs> Welcome back in. J-Rock with you. Hey, uh, a couple of things I wanted to touch on here in the last segment of the show here. Did you guys see, too, by the way, um, uh, I meant to bring this up last segment. We were talking baseball, but I'll just pick it up right here. Uh, the Yankees, the Red Sox, of course, Nothing, you know, they can't play without something coming out of every series. I mean, uh, but uh, uh, the the pine tar incident, I got to tell you, I got a picture of it pulled up right here in front of me. And uh, Michael Pineda sure looks like he's got some pine tar all over that pitching hand to me. Uh, it turns out that uh, they caught on video. For those of you that didn't hear the story, uh, he says it was dirt, moisture, dirt rubbed into his hand. But uh there's a pretty vis. I'm looking at a pretty pretty visible picture. It doesn't look like dirt unless dirt is maroonish brown uh, tinted and uh, has a greasy like substance that looks exactly like pine tar. They may have that pine tar looking dirt out there. So I'm not going to completely say he's lying, but man, it sure looks like he's got a handful of a grease on his hand there to me. But uh, uh, I don't know. You look it up for yourself. But it definitely looks like uh, the Yankees were trying to pull a fast one there and it was the was the, the one uh thing i heard oh oh it was a goofy never mind i'm not even going to give him credit on on espn i saw an argument barreled down to well they cheat too and i'm like well yeah there there's a good espn conversation for you you know well you did it so we did it too but uh I don't know what you guys think. Uh let me check in the chat room here see if any of you guys saw that but most definitely um uh most definitely Looks like pine tar to me, guys. <laughs> I'm just going to be real, man. I don't even have a another explanation for it. Sure looks like he was greasing the ball to me. Uh, but baseball, I don't even think they can do. I don't know what they can do because it's just a picture. You can't check it now. It's too late. wasn't found out until afterwards. So I don't even know what you can do about it except that clearly if he was doing it, he, hopefully he enjoyed his one uh, his one uh, pitching appearance early in the season where he was able to get away with it because he sure won't be able to get away with it no more. All eyes will be on him. Hey, I want to switch. Let's talk a little basketball. Cavs getting back in action this weekend. But before that, 
I don't know if you guys saw this story broke this morning. I just got a kick out of it because he had the he had the uh, testicular fortitude to directly tweet the NBA. Did you guys see the uh, the the um, uh, public address announcer for the Dallas Mavericks uh, after some controversy uh, in 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 their game with Golden State? Uh, he tweeted directly tweeted the NBA. Twitter cannot do anybody any good. I'm telling you. And even though he was he was he felt he was justified with what he had, uh, but he directly tweeted the NBA. And this quote: "This is the best one. NBA, you're the only professional league in the U.S. with the reputation that your games are rigged. You know why? Because of games like tonight. It's a shame. NBA suspended him." <laughs> NBA suspended the two-game suspension for the public address announcer. Sean Heath was his name of the Dallas Mavericks because of those tweets. But I look, man, I mean, I give I guess I give him credit on one hand for 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 saying, "Hey, man, this is my opinion and I put it out there." But he literally tweeted the NBA and said, "This is why people think that our games are rigged because of games like tonight." That's a that's a strong sentence to use. Like uh, he didn't say, you wonder why people think that the league's not fair. He didn't say anything with the competitive balance or any one of those corporate catchphrases. He said, this is why people think that our games are hokey, man. This is why they believe that our games are rigged because of this right here. I don't know if tweeting at the NBA was the best way to do that. He probably could have, he probably could have got away with it because he's only got a couple of hundred followers on Twitter. He's, you know, it's, it's not like the public address announcer is a big, well-known personality. So he probably could have flew under the radar, but he tweeted it at the NBA. So he literally said, no, I'm talking directly to you. I'm talking directly to my boss. So your boss said, well, you can take a couple days off to think about that. You might want to slow down on the Twitter there. So uh, two-game suspension for him. But, uh, hey, kudos for having the uh, the nerve to speak your mind, even if it wasn't the brightest decision uh, that that man could have made. That's for sure. I don't know if you guys saw that or not, but uh, that'd be like Ahmad Krupp, you know, doing that uh, from the Cavs. I love Ahmad, too. I don't know, I don't know if you guys know him, but he's, you know, I, the guy – that fires everybody up there. He's not, I think he's not the public address announcer. The public address announcer is is the the voice, you know, the Cares basketball. That guy. You know what I mean? The guy that stole the gimmick from Detroit basketball, that guy. And then Ahmad is the the hype guy, but still it'd be uh it'd be like him doing that after a game. Again, it's different to say it. It's another thing to tweet it right at uh, right at the NBA. So there you go. Watch out, Ahmad. Be careful with what you're tweeting. Cavaliers playoff deal is over. We talked about that the other day. Uh, it's still up to them to finish with as many wins as they can here in the final few games. You've got Milwaukee. That's a team that a hey, Milwaukee 14 and 64 Cavaliers at 32 and 47. Uh, every win to me, you, you know, Get as many as you can. Try to finish with 35. But Cavs with a chance to do that here. They're on the road. 8.30 tonight. So for those of you that do the uh, back and forth, clicking around, you got the Indians. They'll be going on the Tribe at the same time with the Cavaliers. So heading to the Bradley Center to see if the Cavaliers can finish up with a couple of victories. Uh yeah, I talked about it the other day. Uh, we'll talk once the season ends about the actual going forward and things. I didn't mention too, um, and this is another reason why I think that uh, I think all the people that think Anderson Verjao won't be a part of the Cavs next year is wrong. I do believe that he will be not 
under the same circumstances that you may, if you're thinking that this contract and this, no, but I do believe there's a set of circumstances. Like I talked about yesterday, that 18, 20 minute a game window. I think there's a set of circumstances where Andy Verzhout goes forward. And I think the fact that, that the NBA is sending the Cavs overseas next year uh, to Brazil. uh, I think that, I think that that, that kind of tells me, and I'm not saying that that's a reason that he will be, but you got to think that was part of the, the thought process of of putting them there because that's going to be a that's that's going to be a hometown kind of a moment. That's a a big drawing thing. Plus, you know, it's the Cavs and the Heat. It's October 11th for those of you that didn't hear part of the global games during the preseason next year. Um, so I think that. Uh, I think, hey, and that's cool to put him on the spotlight like that, but I think that that's another reason to believe that, too. I mean, you got to think that uh, there may have been a whisper, hey, hey, well, give me odds. What do you think? You know, Verizal, eh, at least 50-50. Okay, we'll put you guys in Brazil next year. You know what I mean? Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. But you got to think that's a great marketing tool for that. So uh, you got to think at least the NBA expecting that. And I know a lot of people... Uh, have made different arguments with Verizal. I went into it more in detail yesterday. We'll do it again uh, as we look forward and get into the summer and start getting towards the draft. But I do believe uh, there will be there, there will be some Anderson Verizal will be with the Cavs going forward. It won't be under the current structure of what people may think, uh, but there's going to be a spot for him on this roster. And I think that 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 kind of just ties into leading me to believe that. But that's next year. That's next summer. That's all decisions that'll be made later. Right now, Cavs have a couple of games to finish. You got three left. Uh, really, really can't do a lot here to change. I was looking at some of the situations because some people go, "Oh well, now that the playoffs are over, dump the last three. I mean, really. If you even if you drop the last three, I looked at the difference in percentages. It's minuscule as far as what it's going to do uh, with your draft positioning, as far as the uh, percentage of the odds to get the number one pick. Uh, pretty much whether they win out or lose out, one, two, and three Cavaliers have about a seven, seven and a half percent combined total uh, percentage of odds to get the one, two, or three. I mean, most likely they think it's 81% that they end up with the number nine pick in the first round of the draft here. So they can't do a lot. They can tweak it a little bit. Uh, they may uh, raise the percentages a bit that they end up with number 10, but they can't do a whole lot at this point by winning out. So I say, you know, try to finish 35 and 47. Uh, it's not the end of the season that you wanted, but it's a, a way to go out strong. And, and like I said, tangible, tangible loss is what I think these guys feel coming out of this. But that's Cavs. They play the Bucks tonight. And as I said, three games left down the stretch. Uh, two of them, the final two, will be at home. A chance for the Cavs to, uh, the Cavs fans to go out there and, and say, you know, say their goodbyes to the team and the Cavs to say thank you. They've got the uh, fan appreciation night. I think it was like a million dollars in cash and prizes. You've got Saturday, of course, so back-to-back this weekend. you got the Celtics, and then a few days off and the season finale Wednesday at the Q against the Brooklyn Nets. So this weekend, Milwaukee on the road, back home against Boston. So we'll talk about both of those on Monday, too. And their compadres in the Quicken Loans Arena. The Lake Erie Monsters did not do themselves any favors last night. They fell. Couldn't have been a shootout loss. Couldn't have delivered a point. They fell instead in overtime, 3-2 to two to the Utica Comets. A team, a team and a game that they absolutely had to beat and had to win. 
and and really they did no favors at all. Cal- or Cavs monsters, excuse me, are now nine points behind Charlotte for the eighth playoff spot. Monsters have five games left. Charlotte has three. Quick math, really simple. You get two points for every victory. The Monsters have five games left. Ten points, they're down nine. Charlotte has three games left. If Charlotte picks up more than one point in the next three games, it eliminates the Monsters. And not only that, even if, let's just assume, the Monsters go 5-0 and with the five games left and pick up ten points, Charlotte goes 0-3. There are still four teams between the Monsters and the eighth seed of the playoffs. It is very, in my opinion, highly, and I'm not trying to be a wet blanket, but it's highly unlikely, even in a best-case scenario for the Monsters, even in the best case, it's just highly unlikely to me that they can not only close that gap, but then none of the other four teams are able to take advantage of it too because you got to think... That if the checkers go 0 and 3, one of those four teams in between the monsters and the checkers are going to win a, a game or two and jump into that eight spot, and that still eliminates the monsters. But until they tap you on the shoulder and tell you that there's no games left to play, uh, you go out there and you play the games, and you still got an opportunity. And they do have a handful of home games left. Utica tonight, they're off tomorrow. Rochester, remember, it's Bring Your Dog Day. I I don't know what the official name for that is, but you can bring your dog to the game for a $5 dog ticket. You can bring your pet to the game. So bring your dog to the game, the Rochester. And I always say, man, (laughs) certain teams got to be careful with that promotion because if you're having a bad season, then it's got to be rife with the this game has gone to the dogs comments so but anyways so rochester five o'clock on sunday and then we'll be back here live on monday we'll talk to doug plagans on tuesday although it is game day so we may not catch up i don't know we'll see how busy doug's game day is on tuesday for hamilton tuesday or wednesday we'll have doug with us here but for the last five at home they need to win them all cross their fingers, grab a rosary, and uh, maybe stop by and ask, uh, what's his name from uh, Rocky? Stop by and ask the priest to throw down a blessing on your way down to the queue. Hey, old father, hey, you throw down a little blessing for the monsters. So, you know, and there's my bad impersonation for the day. We're going to call it a day. We're going to call it a week, you guys. Another week. Thank you guys, all of you, for being with us all week long and all the time. Thanks to everybody who, all of the guests of the week, Monday, John McMullen from the Sports Network will be with us. We will probably have some clarity one way or another because we'll be at least in day three or four of the Alex Mack saga. We'll see what happens. John McMullen from the Sports Network will be with us. We'll talk about that and the latest news going on around football. Dan Wismar from the Cleveland Fan will be with us. Joining us, as always, to talk Indians and Buckeyes, the spring game this weekend. We will recap the entire weekend. Three games with the White Sox. Cavs with a couple of games. Monsters play two this weekend. It's a busy, busy weekend. We'll talk about all of that. The Masters, of course, going on. The uh, A lot of people into the Masters, man. Three Right now, let me give you an update. Bill Haas, Bubba Watson, Kevin Stadler, all tied with the lead. Four under par right now. We're going to call it a day, guys. We love you. Whatever you do this weekend, have fun. Whether you're watching, whatever your sport, hey, you're sitting back watching some Masters. Whether you're down at the queue supporting the Cavs or the the Masters, whatever your, whatever your gimmick is this weekend, come back and talk to us about it on Monday live. Same bad time, same bad channel right here on the Sports Fix. We love you, Cleveland, and I mean that. We love you, Cleveland. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you on Monday right here. 
on the sports fix. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.